We've been thinking about the risk that, firstly, God took for the very first Christmas. Fancy God risking the most precious thing he had and offering it freelance with little control, no control to a world as grubby and as grotty as ours. And then we talked about, well, if God's, if God's done that, if God's taken this colossal risk in order to reach lost people, then what kind of a risk does he want us to take to join him in the mission of reaching people that were lost? And that, that was the Sunday you might remember when we, we first had a look around the new church center and, uh, and we talked about it being a rescue boat and not a cruise liner and all of that uh, stuff. And then last week, those that risked everything to find the truth. And my question this morning for all of us, very much for, uh, uh, for me as much as for you, is what risk, what risk will you take next year for God and for his kingdom? What, what are you prepared to risk through these, next, through these next 12 months? That story was about a little boy who took a risk, didn't he? Would you have offered your lunch, seeing some of you with your lunch, probably not, and what was the point in this little lad offering his lunch anyway? How could how many loaves? How many fish? Uh, how come? What, what's that going to do in the face of 5,000 men and all the women and kids as well? What was the point? It was quite a big risk for him. Would he make it to tea time without eating? For a little boy, that could be quite important. And maybe you're thinking, well, what's the point? Because what have I got to risk anyway? And it's so small. And well, well, is it? Is what you might risk as small as you think? Because actually, what happened to this little guy's packed lunch? It wasn't in the hands of Jesus for more than what? 20, 30 seconds. And it had changed out of all recognition. What, what will you risk giving to Jesus? in 2008. What, what gift, what time, what energy, what opportunity, what attention, what, 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 what will you risk? Maybe it seems so small, you, you, it's not, what's the point? But remember, 30 seconds in the hands of Jesus, and look what was achieved, and still we're talking about it 2,000 years later. So what's God asking you to risk? And, and when you think about the risk that Jesus took, well, is it a risk really at all? So there was the little lad and his lunch. We could, of course, tell the story about the old woman who only had one coin in her, in her pocket. I know how she feels. She's got one coin in her. What, what does she do? One coin. One coin. For her, giving away that coin was a massive risk. But how easy for her to say, what's the point? My, just my one coin. Perhaps she stood in the corner watching people giving in the offering basket. And you know, there were lots of people that kind of give to show off. And you can imagine them wandering up, looking around, waiting for the opportunity when most people were watching and creeping over uh, or, or marching over to the offertory basket when most people are watching and pouring out what seemed a colossal amount of money in order that everyone might go, wow, look at that person giving all that money. What does the Bible say about this woman? She waits until almost nobody's looking. She waits until everyone's busy, distracted with something else, and then quietly, surreptitiously, almost unnoticed, except maybe for Jesus, she wanders over. And this one coin that is everything for her, what does she do with the one coin? She risks the one coin and puts it in. What does Jesus say? 
What does Jesus say? Wow. That woman, more than all the others who gave all their stuff, that woman, more than all the others, that woman has got a heart that I can bless, in effect. She took the risk, and, and in a moment, the God of heaven had made a judgment that it was worth it. Little boy, he risked his lunch, and in 30 seconds, the God of heaven had said, wow, thank you for taking the risk. Look what I'll do. A little woman took the risk. She put it in the basket. Wow, God said from heaven, look what I'll do. And then there was a story about three guys, and uh, they worked for, a, for, for a, a, a chap, and the chap was going away, so the chap gave uh, different parts of his business, shall we say, to these three guys. And one guy went away, and he looked after the business, he took some risks, and he made a bit more money and stuff. Second guy did the same, he took some risks with what he'd been given. The third guy, he didn't take any risk at all. What does the Bible say? He dug a hole. He said, risk-taking is not for me. What religion does he follow then? Not Christianity. At the heart of Christianity, at the heart of Christmas is a risk. He said, no, risk-taking, that's not for me. I'm going to dig a hole and put it in the ground. The master gets back. Is he pleased? No. The judgment of heaven on somebody who wouldn't take the risk was, no. No, that will not do. That will not do. So keep thinking about your risk. What, what will you risk in 2008? What do you think might be big to you, but in God's purpose it's not much? What will you dare give to him that he might in 30 seconds or more, or 12 months or however long, turn into something really significant? Neil took some risks uh, uh, 10 days or so ago. Uh, he went traveling. Is he still here or has he given up and gone? There you are, Neil. Come out here and tell us uh, about some of the risks that you've been taking over the last... Uh, uh, ten days or so. Where have you been and what have you been doing? Say hello, Neil. Uh, good morning, everybody. Um, I had the uh, great privilege um, to travel with the Samaritan's Purse down to Montenegro. And for those people that don't know where Montenegro is, it's uh, down in former Yugoslavia. I really wanted to go out just to, uh, just to pick up the little story for you. Is I hope there's... Jonathan, have you got some pictures? No, sorry. Um, I did have some nice photographs for you to have a look at while I was talking, but obviously I've got a blank screen. But um, you know, what I want to do is that you all see that um, we all collect the, the shoe boxes and put all our little pieces in, and then they go out to uh, locally Vauxhall Farm, um, which John Wilson um, is very much involved with. And I had the opportunity just before I went to Montenegro on the 18th of December, just to go out to Vauxhall Farm, just to see all the hard work that actually goes into the shoe boxes before um, we set off. I then went out to Montenegro to see the other end of what happens when uh, the shoe boxes arrive in um, these countries. And like I said, Montenegro is a very big place. We'd done around about 600 miles traveling um, in total while I was over there for the week really touched my heart to see some of the children um, and their little faces uh, when we distributed out the shoeboxes. Um, it's a country very much divided um, where you see um, a big 4x4 four four going past and then uh, the very next time you see someone going past on a horse and cart. Um, there's a lot of poverty out there um, and it's, it does touch your heartstrings when you see just how much we've got home here in the UK to how 
little that these people have got out there. Um, you see a number of uh, beggars going around on the street as you're driving through, stand at the traffic lights in your vehicle, and they'll come up and bang on the window. And one guy actually stuck really deeply in my heart. He actually had a withered um, leg, and uh, he was on crutches. And it was really, really, um, really, really sort of, how can I describe it, sad to, to see someone go into those such degrees to, to get just a little bit of money to make ends meet. We also went to um, some Roma camps. Again, the, the poverty there is, 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 you know, undescribable, really. And um, they're actually living in no more than, than, than boxes, really, um, a few um, walls built up with carpets over them. But these people, you know, when we actually, after we distributed out the, the shoe boxes, um, they actually invited us back into their homes and they wanted to give us coffee and everything. And, um, and it's just a shame you can't see some of the pictures. If anyone would like to see some, I will get a disc that you can see later on. But um, the, the, the children's faces um, and the, the gratitude and the thanks that they give is absolutely unbelievable. Do you know there's only around about 130 practicing Christians in the whole of Montenegro? But the good thing for us is there are small pockets of people out there that are doing um, their very best to, to welcome people into Christianity and that is hope for us all. And um, I'd like to thank um, Alan Cutting, who's sitting over there on my right. Uh, Alan, if you'd like to just stand up a second. <laughs> I, I didn't want to embarrass you there, Alan, but I just, want to, thank, I just want to thank Alan for, for all um, his um, leadership that he showed when we was over there. It was absolutely terrific. And that gentleman over there, uh, along with, I know, all the Samaritan's Purse. They do a wonderful, wonderful job. And if any of you feel like you know, doing uh, something um, for God, I would really highly recommend that you talk to Alan or maybe Simon Barrington, who I know I don't think is here today, um, to get yourself on this. But it was a wonderful, wonderful experience, and I'm so pleased I was um, able to go along and uh, God allowed me to go along and give me this time to do that. So, Just one question before you go, and, uh, and I know this question comes as a surprise, but what, what, what have you brought back home? What, how's Neil different because he went? Good question. How am I? I think that I now realise just how... I mean, I've spent 44 years in this country over Christmas, and this particular year I took myself out of my comfort zone, and I took the risk... And I actually went out there and I actually come back feeling just how lucky we all are to live here in the UK. And when we look at ourselves and think, hmm, you know, hmm, I could have a little bit more of this or a little bit more of that. When you actually go out there and you see what these people have got or how little they've got, it actually brings it home to you just how much you have got here at home. And we are very, very lucky to live here where we do. Brilliant. Thank you, Neil, very Thank much. Thank you. Still thinking then about what, what you could risk. What would you, what would you dare give to God to use in 2008? It might be your time in that way. 
It might be your gift in another way. It might be your money in a particular way. It might be your attitude. You're going to give to God a, uh, a new attitude or a renewed commitment. What, what is it that you will risk in 2008? Remember the little boy in his lunch, won't you? Just his lunch, but he risked it all. Remember the, the woman and, and her coin that she risked it all. And then remember the man who just dug a hole. I mean, who wants to dig a hole and stick it in the ground? Let's not do that next year with the things that God has given.